When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To the Coffee and Hardcore Podcast. This is season two, episode 11. We say it all the time. We cannot believe we've made it this far. And uh, this is a special episode because it's Wiley's last show with us until April of next year. So we are simply calling this one Wiley's Worst Self Hiatus. Uh, <laughs> hi there, everybody. You are the final caller on Hot Ice Ever. <laughs> Wait, no, wrong show. Wrong show, sorry. <laughs> That's right, Mr. Mick. I'll be taking December through March off. Uh, I'm going to be focusing on our new little baby. Ooh. Otto Wiley yeah. Willis. Yeah. That's the name we went with. Woohoo. Uh, projected to be here with us December 12th of 2021 this year. That's right. You, and you just never know. Like, it's so nerve wracking when you get those dates and you're like, could it be here? Could it be here? And then you're like, what? <laughs> but hey, we're going to miss you. And uh, even though we're going to miss you, we've already found a replacement. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm making it sound worse than what it is. Like, I'm trying to pick on you, but I'm not. Because honestly, we talked about this a few months ago and you. Mm-hmm found someone to step right in and uh, help us out right i did i did indeed and we have him here today he's Woo-hoo. on the show with us i'd like to welcome the new wiley willis mix new co-host <laughs> steven scopa steven runs straight edge for christ and has a huge heart for the hardcore community introduce yourself mr scopa hey guys i'm stoked to be here um I have some big shoes to fill. Um, no, only size 10 and a half. 10 and a half. I'm sure your shoes are bigger than that. <laughs> a little bit, but I, um, I definitely am uh, very excited and, and honored to be um, asked to do this. And, um, you know, me and um, Wiley and um, some other people have uh, hooked up online and done some uh, things together, um, raising some money and, um, you know, sponsoring some um, albums and, it's been it's been awesome and uh, this is the next step so uh i am definitely very excited to be here yeah man yeah super, super excited to start off next year uh hanging out with steven new co-host giving giving wiley some time much needed first dad <laughs> time off 
being there and supporting his wife and yeah. little baby Otto. It's going to be good. Well, that's something I was I was going to uh, say is like you guys are seasoned fathers, right? Oh yeah. So you already know that you already know this gig. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my first, so I'm like, ah, gotta get ready, gotta make sure everything's perfect. That's like I wish that, I, could, I wish I could tell you the secrets, but um, you just gotta kind of learn as you go. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it is awesome being a father, though. So you know, it's um, it's gonna be awesome. You'll, you'll be very, very busy. Yes, I, I am. I am excited. You know, I've heard from the people that I'm close to that have kids say you don't know true love for someone until you have a kid. So that's going to be cool. That's very true. You agree with that, Mick? I do agree. I do. (laughs) I do agree. Um, Yeah. 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 It's a different, it's a different love. It's yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's we could go so far deep into that, but we're in the intro right now. So, right. Right. (laughs) But, uh, I, I seriously am thrilled to, uh, to see the show, listen to the show as an actual listener, uh, this is going to be very exciting for sure. Total. <laughs> <laughs> but we do listen. We got totally. Some, totally. <laughs> oh we, hell. Yeah, listen, uh, I just put three of my kids to bed. So that's what you got to that's what you got to look forward to. So it's the totally brain. Like you're feeling it. You're feeling it. (laughs) But we do have some great stuff for you on this show. We've got a coffee review. We've got album reviews with Wiley, myself and Steven. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, You and Steven also chat with Joel Odie from the band we're self and i want to say you uh mick sent me that chat i won't give anything away but that was a great chat and he had good things to say and uh one thing i did learn you know what i'm gonna say steve i'm gonna save that for the outro uh so i don't give anything away but remind me i have something to talk to you about about sobriety when we get to the outro okay but um it was awesome to hear you guys talk to to joel odie from the band we're self and joel and i go back i know him and i was sad i couldn't be there but thank you guys for picking up my slack again he was uh he's an awesome dude and we have a great time on coffee and hardcore let's go into it shall we boom boom well dang he's got the boom down already <laughs> he's, he's already got the boom down it's just gonna fit it's the one thing that your wife complains about all the time is that we say boom too much boom we just added a third one that's right man (laughs) let's do this i've been practicing all week randomly booming people (laughs) random just walking by boom i've been adding a shakalaka at the end of it though (laughs) boom shakalaka all right take us take us take us into the next section where are we going mick what's the next section are we doing the worst self chat now Yes, we're going to do the worst self-chat now. So here it All comes. Right. I'll sit back and listen to you guys do it. All right. Boom shakalaka! All right, so today on the show, we have Joe Odie, the bass player and vocalist for the Grand Rapids, Michigan band, Worst Self. Uh, Joel was the singer for the Michigan hardcore band Brothers with his twin brother, Troy, who also plays guitar in Worst Self. Uh, 
Joel was also a recording engineer at Studio Odie in Grand Rapids, Michigan as well, and recorded a ton of bands. Uh, and rumor has it that you even played bass for Comeback Kid for a little bit, maybe? Rumor has it. <laughs> so we welcome to the podcast today, Joel Odie. How's it going, man? Going great. Thanks for having me. Stoked to be here. <laughs> awesome. All right, we're going to jump right in. So Wiley sent me a bunch of notes, and he wanted me to say that he totally loves your older band, Brothers. He's a huge fan of it. Uh, and we on the podcast, we love, uh, we love to talk about your take on hardcore. And so Brothers was a passionate band, and they were, for the most part, positive. And so now... Uh, fast forward some years later, um, you're in the band Worst Self, and it seems like there's a little more raw emotion. It's a little more real. It's a little more pissed off, and uh, there's a lot more self-reflecting. So here's the question. Can you talk a little bit about that transition and uh, what made you go in that direction? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, Brothers was like, at, sort of at a time when there's just a lot of metalcore. I mean, it was like 2007 and everybody was just tuning low and wanted to be the next As I Lay Dying. So we were kind of just like, we're going to tune to E Standard and just play some like melodic hardcore kind of in the vein of like Modern Life is War was kind of our big influence at the start. Um, and definitely the songs back then, I mean, I was in my mid-20s, was writing mostly about like relation, you know, failed relationships or whatever, like, you know, breaking up kind of those things and, you know, friends stabbing you in the back, kind of finding out, you know, people's true colors. And, um, you know, the first album was kind of a lot of, a lot of that. So, and, it, and a lot of kind of like, I guess, unity and leaning on one another. And, you know, we're, we can all together be something greater than, than ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot, you know, even some of the other records after that, definitely a lot of those like messages and it was definitely a band that was like trying to kind of unite a scene, the scene, you know, to something positive and not just be like, you know, Hey, we're here, go crazy, beat people up. <laughs> um, kind of wanted <laughs> to have something more to say than that. Um, so then that band stopped and we started worse self. I got you know, I got married, started having kids. Um, and yeah, definitely that, that band is this, or this band worse self is more, I mean, every album has been pretty introspective. Me kind of singing about my life experiences, you know, I don't like have any failed relationships anymore to, uh, <laughs> sing about I'm happily married. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm, you know, definitely singing kind of more about the things that I struggle with internally and, um, you know, just kind of some of the things I see going on in the world. And, um, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, you can definitely, different. you can definitely see that when you, when you listen to brothers, which I, I love that band and, and what you guys did there, mm. when you go from brothers to, um, to worse self, it, it the transition's huge. Um, yeah. and you definitely captured both. Like we, you explain, you know, in your twenties and, um, uh, and what that band was about and everything that that makes perfect sense uh and that yeah. message was pretty cool as is but i love the worst self too like it's a whole nother side um of your um your life and like what you're going through i think so i think um 
I would definitely like to, to hear maybe a little bit like what the transition was like for you from going from that band to, um, to worse self, like what, what that was all about that transition. Yeah, for sure. I mean, our, we put out an EP called everyone is replaceable and that basically, um, was like seven songs of me kind of documenting my journey out of alcoholism. Um, yeah. you know, I was an alcoholic all, all three brothers, you know, it was pretty, kept it, I kept it yeah. kind of under wraps and, you know, it wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, fast forward, start worse self and, you know, just, I definitely had a drinking problem one night, went out to a show with my brother and just yeah. got hammered, got in the car, <laughs> got T-boned, you know, Ugh. woke up in jail. Um, so that was my, uh, eye-opening experience. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're done. You gotta, you're going to die if you don't, if you keep this up. Um, yeah. so that's kind of where, I mean, that was definitely a hard transition. I think the first worst self album liars definitely has some like darker themes and, and definitely some more kind of introspective stuff. But that was, that was all written previous to my accident where I was, you know, basically still living in denial that, um, I had a drinking problem. Yeah. Um, so then everyone is replaceable is, is kind of, you know, it's, it's heavy. Like it's, I'm singing about just kind of some heavy, heavy things in my, in my head, thinking about like abandoning my children. Like, you know, I could have died. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of like a lot of what I wrote about, which is like the internal kind of voices in my head, you know, and just, just got to get them out. So I think for me, that was healthy and it's super dark and seems super depressing <laughs> really it's hopeful because i'm in you know i've been sober now for four years and it's like i'm congratulations know. man that's that's awesome you. that's huge yeah. i'm in a in a much better place just you know with relationships with my wife and oh yeah my, my friends and it's, you know it's uh i wish i had done it 15 years ago but you know <laughs> i needed something to shake me up to get me um to realize kind of that I had a problem. So, and Mick, Mick, you're sober too, right? Yes. Yeah. How long? How long have you been um, sober? Uh, my entire life. Entire life. Yes. Uh, That's I, amazing. I my my family background. Uh, we had some we had some uh, some bad alcoholics in our family, and growing up in that and seeing you know my dad uh kind of not be like his brothers uh that kind of made me go you know I don't know if I want to go I don't want to go down that route and I have a very addictive personality I've noticed yeah. that in, in in my late 40s <laughs> you know I've noticed that and I'm like you know I would probably have been it probably would have been for me it would have been pretty rough so that's I'm I'm glad that was one thing that I'm glad I didn't go towards. Um, you know, there's been other places in my life that I went to that was not cool. So not that I'm not saying like, it's not a statement like, Oh, I'm perfect or anything. Cause I'm not oh, no. far from it, but, uh, um, struggles, you know? Yeah. But that was, yeah. that was the thing that, um, just seeing that play out yep. in my, in my family and stuff. So. Yeah. And, I, and I, the, the, everyone is, uh, replaceable that album was honestly the first time that i had heard worse self and uh there's a couple lyrics last i think 
I know last year I went back to that album quite a bit and there's a couple lyrics in that you said they were dark but hopeful and that's that's the best way I can describe that EP is like it's dark but it is very hopeful that I know there's one line and it might be from burn it down where you say um uh I don't is it I don't draw the line I cross it yeah I think there's a couple times uh, I know that you know just I don't I don't toe the line that's it I don't tell the line. That's it. That's it. That's it. And uh, I just, the raw emotion in that is just, for me, there was a couple of times last year that I was like, I needed that statement because yeah. I, because there was a couple places like in boundaries in my life that I had to cross that. So I, I yeah, yeah, definitely hear that. It's, it's killer. Um, I hear it in that, in that album. I hear it too, that the song living proof is a, a definite favorite of mine. Um, yeah. I, I'm five years sober. So I I um I can relate with your lyrics big time. Um, I've been, I gotta say it, hell and back, but uh, it's been um, yeah, it's yeah. been crazy. But that album, that album, uh, everyone in is replaceable is that's a that's a go to for me. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, living living proof is kind of like living proof for me. Yeah. That's that's all like gets me sometimes. Even when I'm singing it, I'm just like, man, I've been saying sing this so many times, but it's like it's you know it's just it's real, man. You know, that's all I, all I can say about it. Um, it's yeah. a great, uh, it's a great album. It's always on in the gym for me. It, uh, oh, it gets, me, gets me motivated and, and going. So yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Nice. Sure. Gym jams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love them gym jams. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you guys just dropped uh, a close to 15 minute song uh, on everybody a few weeks back called Servant of Death. That is absolutely incredible uh i I listen i listen to it all the time listen to it in the car when i'm going to work coming from work just crank it uh we're actually going to play a snippet of it real quick right now Wiley uh, said he chatted with you off the podcast about this song and uh, and then he kind of told me about it and uh, we think the message is incredibly important and we wanted to know if you would be willing to go into 
the message of the song for us, if that's okay. Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, Servant of Death was, we wrote it before the pandemic and we were planning on recording it and then pandemic happened. So that kind of got moved to the side. Um, it's kind of like the B side to everyone is replaceable. Um, like lyrically writing it, I was like, this is, this is going to be kind of like, if, if I had died, essentially, if I had died in that car accident, like wow. I'm wow. writing this song kind of, you know, if, as if I'm like, you know, going up to heaven and I'm looking down, having to watch, you know, my, my children's life without me in it, you know, and my wife and, and, uh, the people I love. So it was kind of, it was kind of a, a brutally, it was a hard song to write. And it's probably why it took two years because I'm just like, yeah, I'm not sure I'm ready to like really open that up and really kind of, you know, poke and prod at what that looks like. Cause I mean, it's not that I've never thought about it, but it's like when you really start to write it down and put it in a song it kind of takes on a new a new kind of i don't know thing it's a new presence um so yeah so basically i mean the it's kind of if i had died this is wow my regrets my kind of just you know me just kind of like lashing out at myself and wishing i had wishing i had a second chance but the second chance is it's gone you're dead there's you're you're a servant of death. Like that's it. Wow. So it's a great, it's a great song. And in the, the artwork is awesome too. I gotta say, like, I, nice. I love the, um, the, the, the skull. I'm like a sucker for skulls. Uh, anything nice. skull gets me. <laughs> uh, but, but who did the artwork? Is that, is that someone in the band that does that? Cause I see. Yeah. Our, dr- our drummer, it. Nick is, yeah. is, uh, our, he's our visual guy. So yeah, yeah he does pretty much, Except the first album artwork, which I did yeah. and is horrible. Um, he's done <laughs> everything after that and designs all our merch and he's yeah. super talented and yeah, he did he, he did a great job. Yeah. I love the color schemes. He went from the um we had like two singles with the orange and I get the yellow. It, it definitely yeah. it pops. It, it he did a great job with it for sure. Yeah. I'll pass that on to him. Definitely. So uh you do a ton of stuff with uh, your twin brother. And uh, so, so what has that been like over the years? Like, have you both mainly been in bands together or, you know, do, are you doing different stuff? And, and what does that look like? Cause I know like family sometimes, especially in bands can be a little, can be a little rough. Like what's that like for you guys? Yeah. I mean, it's, we've, there's only been like a handful of bands that we've been in without each other. Um, and one was like, you know, comeback kid, obviously he wasn't in. Um, but other than that, pretty much anytime one of us tries to start a band without the other, it just kind of doesn't ever work out. Um, so we're always, and you know, like we, you know, we're twins. We've grown up together. We know each other. It's like kind of, we just know how each other thinks. Um, I mean, we definitely like, especially when we were young, like we butt heads hard. And it's just like, you know, when you're young in your twenties and you want it to be the way you want it, um, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to budge on that riff ever. So, um, but as we've gotten older, it's gotten, it's, it's gotten easier. Like we know kind of, um, we know our roles, I guess. I mean, I, I'm kind of the main songwriter and 
kind of called the shots. So, you know, he's, and he's fine with that. So we don't really, there's not really ever like a huge butting of heads. I mean, sometimes we're just jerks to each other, (laughs) brothers, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, he's definitely the, if there's someone I want to play in a band with, it's him because he's solid and I know he's going to hold it down. So kind of you grew together, you know, I'm sure. When did it start? Did it start at an early age? Yeah, we were started our first band when we were 13. Yeah, so you, you've oh. grown a ton over the years. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Yep. Awesome. So, like, um, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I, I kind of want to go into a little bit more detail. Like, uh, you're, you're basically the main lyricist for the band, right? Yes. So, um, you know, like, when you're, when you're writing the songs – uh, for these albums and you know the EPs and and everything, uh, is that something that's therapy for you? I mean, are you seeing that from that perspective? Like, I'm writing this and this is therapy for me, and I'm putting this out there. Or are you writing it to get a you know like is this kind of like for the audience as well for them to see it as therapeutic? And the reason why I ask that is because Wiley and I have had a, a lot of conversations uh, and even talked to the guys and change. And uh, and brought up the band Be Well, and uh, uh, just a, a couple a couple of the bands that we've had over the last couple months. Uh, for Wiley and I, the lyrics themselves have been very therapeutic for coming out of the last two years. And now, you know, when he when he said we were going to have you on, I was like, okay, here's one more band that has been very therapeutic for me. And so, I guess you know, Wiley and I were kind of talking like, you know what's one good question we could ask, you know, from someone who's definitely writing the lyrics for the band, like, do you see that as therapeutic for you or, and, and do you also want to see that a release for the folks that listen or? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I mean, for me, for worse self, I'm definitely writing the lyrics for my, for myself, for my own um, mental health, for my own, like there's just, there's dark stuff up here and it's got to get out it can't stay it can't stay in or it's or it will destroy me so i mean first and foremost that's you know i'm writing for me to get to get these i these thoughts and ideas out of my head um you know it's i think it's awesome and that people uh relate to it and can take something from it especially if it's like you know someone else who's in like recovery or struggling with addiction or something like that is awesome and i'm you know um I'd like to say, yeah, that's, you know, that's why I wrote this song. But I mean, really, I wrote it for me because it's something that I needed. And it's just a bonus that it's uh, touching other people and, you know, helping them. You know, I have people all the time who will like send me a message. Hey, man, you know, I'm like, however many months or years sober and just, you know, really appreciate it. And I think that's super cool because, you, you know, it's like the, the, um, like the just alcoholics are great people. So it's like, they're, you know, they're usually cool and, and can relate. And they're usually like really hardworking musicians or, you know, I've turned that kind of, they're like, once they can like focus their energy on their passion and not on, you know, drowning in their sorrows, like, um, it's just kind of incredible to, to kind of see what, what can happen. Um, you know, I know personally for me, I feel like I'm writing the best music and lyrics that I have in my, in my life, like the last four years, it's just been like, Whoa, I, I, I wish I had put the bottle down sooner because I can't believe 
the like creativity that is just like coming out and I'm not even like, I'm, I feel like I'm hard, you know, I just pick up a guitar and just, okay, well, here we go. We got something, you know? So it's like the, once that fog is lifted, it's kind of, it's kind of insane. It's it's cool to see where you go with it too. Like you're um, having a clear mind and, and being able to uh, focus on things like that. Sometimes when you're in the addiction, you're, you're so lost to the addiction that, you know, you just don't think there's any way out of it really. And, yeah. and that, that's what life is. Life is supposed to be like this. I know I was lost in it for years and, and it just, when I came out of it, like you, I was like, wow, like <laughs> this should have happened so long, long ago, but um, yeah, it, it, it life could be so good. It's insane. It, right. <laughs> it, it is. It's crazy. I mean, um, but also those, those times too, you I mean, you learn a lot through them. For um, sure. You know, they make you who you are today. So um, a lot of people, you know, myself have said, oh, would, would you ever change this? I don't know if I would change it completely because, you know, those, those years I did, I did learn a lot, but um, you could definitely hear it in your music, man. Like it's, again, um, I can hear what you're trying to um, create there and, and for yourself and it it is pretty cool it's awesome nice. stuff for everyone. thank you yeah. i i honestly think it's amazing that um in this in this time frame uh let may it, it could be in the last 10 years or so but there's been so much awesome music that's come out especially in the hardcore scene that has really started to deal with mental health addiction moving forward, finding hope, finding positivity, but also like not afraid to, to deal with the shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the stuff that gets in front of us sometimes that uh, we're sometimes ashamed of or afraid to talk about, like some of those dark places in us. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's always been a part of hardcore, like the, the positivity and the, and the pushing through and the talking about mental health, but it just seemed like there for a while, it kind of like got lost in the shuffle. And now there's so many good, good bands coming out with re- not only is the music amazing, but the content and what's coming out. And it just seems like there's a lot of helping hands, so to speak. Like, hey, listen, I've been there, too. I know what it's like. Um, and I don't know. It's just it's just really encouraging to see that happening. And I talk to people all the time. They'll be like, I heard this song and it just reminded me of this or I, or I was really dealing with this. And then I heard this song and I got, you know, this is what I got out of it. And it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like that like eight years ago for at least I didn't see it. And now being able to see that happen, is just, it's just really cool. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I mean, it definitely seemed like hardcore started to go more mainstream and, you know, people are like making a living you know, doing it, which is great. I'm like all for right. doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned be well, like, I think that full length they put out like is awesome. Like, I mean, musically it's great. And like, just lyrically, it's like super solid. I mean, I don't know Brian McTerran very well, but right. it, seems like, it seems like he's been, he's been through the limit. So <laughs> right. I, I can, re- I can relate, man. Like, yeah, man, that's just, it's, it's that's nice for that. Someone's singing about like, real real life like struggles and right you know yeah and i I know like a couple times on that album there's you can just kind of hear his heart about uh disappointing someone 
And and, and that's an instant connection for anybody because all of us at one point or another have disappointed someone to the point where you feel like, you know, and so that connection is just there. And it's just, it's just so refreshing that, that all, all that is just out right now. So. Yeah. And I think too, like with, you know, being sober, it's just like, there's, I think in in brothers, there was a part of myself that I guarded. Like there's, there's things that I can't let people know because I'm ashamed of them. Now it's like, well, I'm, you know, I, I almost, I could have died. Um, it's, it's just all out there now. And especially now that I am sober, I have the confidence to be able to, to talk about it and to, and to share it because I definitely, the lyrics I've written for the last couple of worst self releases would have never been on a brother's record. Wow. You know, like I just wouldn't have been that vulnerable, um, you know, at that time in my life. So. It's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. So as you can tell, we're huge. We're huge fans of War Self. Like since the time we started this podcast, we've always <laughs> brought uh, your band up. So, uh, um, so what does the future hold? And that's kind of a selfish question because we want to know ourselves. But what does the future hold for the band? <laughs> like, uh, you got more releases coming out. Like, uh, are you planning on playing some more shows? Maybe doing a tour? Like, what? what What's out there for you guys? Yeah, I think we're going to start focusing on the next full length. Um, got a bunch of songs that are like kind of in the demo stage. So we need to, you know, make sure that that's that we can play them as a band. Um, and kind of I got to I got to get cooking on some lyrics. So, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's the, the focus for now. Um, I don't we play that that skeleton show um the grand opening and i I think that's probably gonna be the only only show we play this year um we're just you know we're all super busy and um you know with kids in school and football practice and all this (laughs) running around it's like trying to throw trying to throw a gig in on a friday night or saturday night it's like man i just i need to sleep so (laughs) um so we'll see. I mean, I'm sure we'll probably try to do, you know, something uh, next year, but we're uh, kind of just going to try to I think, focus on some writing right now and, you know, wait for a less busy season to get out there and play a little more. Nice. Awesome. Nice. So, so new things are coming and so we're excited about that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not, we're not done yet. Um. So here's a fun question. All right. What's your go-to guilty pleasure movie, TV show, or even it can be an album. Oh man. Let's see. Well, guilty pleasure TV show is uh <laughs> bachelor in paradise. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's terrible TV, but uh, it's, it's good for something. Can't, can't um, stop. <laughs> yeah surprisingly you're not the first person to say that on the show so all right well that's cool you've got um, good company <laughs> I, I think survivor is also another uh guilty pleasure show um, uh-huh. guilty pleasure album man let's see probably that new turnstile because everybody seems to have big opinions oh, no. about it i don't know <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of like it. There's a couple songs. I'm like, man, I, give her, yeah. I, I could take her to leave it. But um, I, I mean, listen, 
if if that's a guilty pleasure, then I'll be guilty because I absolutely love that album. My kids love that album. My wife loves that album. Yep. I I love it. So <laughs> I love that album. Yeah. I mean, that, it's hard to not smile when that holiday song comes on. Like, right, right, right. It's a good, it's a good riff, man. I don't know. Definitely a feel good album for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. I think I think my my biggest guilty pleasure for uh, for music would probably be I don't know if this is guilty pleasure but I said be, uh, the Beach Boys for sure yeah. my uh, my first my first tape when I was five my mother bought me the greatest hits and that thing to this day is still <laughs> turning huh? nice. I love that stuff I I got my kids trying to listen to this stuff too so you know don't live anywhere near the West Coast but I love certain USA. <laughs> Well, if we're throwing out our own, my uh, lately I've been listening to a lot of, uh, uh, I, I don't know if I would call it bad, but just like 60s folk music. There's just yeah. some stuff that I'll, I'll get into sometimes and my kids will be like, Dad, what are you doing right now? I'm a, hu- <laughs> I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan. And uh, so I have a listen to Bob Dylan a lot, but I keep finding this other stuff that's from that era that I get into. If other people knew, they'd be like, why? <laughs> like Donovan, like, I, why? But it happens. <laughs> Just keep digging. Just keep digging, yes. Just keep digging. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so this is the time when you can plug whatever you want. If you want to plug uh, uh, some bands that you know, bands that you dig, coffee shop a business that you frequent whatever you want this is the time to plug some stuff and uh, and we'll try to put as much you know links to where people can catch on and uh experience some of the stuff that you're into so sure uh i think for because this is the coffee and hardcore podcast um, yes <laughs> for coffee i like there's a coffee place uh in kalamazoo michigan um called ron's beans Ooh, which uh they have a nice brew called the Peloton. They are, um, they're into, they go to bike races and stuff, which I'm very into cycling. So, um, you should check out Ron's beans because the Peloton beans are great. Um, bands, I'd say we have, worst self has like a plethora of side projects (laughs) under, um, under our worst records, uh, label. So if you're in, to that you could check out Mayo Jean, which is kind of like 90s alternative, or Walk Fearless, which is kind of more like a melodic hardcore in the vein of brothers. Um, where my brother has his side project called Dump Truck, which is like kind of noisy synth. Uh nice. Very nice. <laughs> if you got like 80 minutes and you want to just, you know, put on some synthy drone music, you, that that's good. Um <laughs> Yeah, and in Michigan, I'd say check out like Bitter Truth. Um, I mean, you guys had them on the on the podcast. They're uh, good friends of ours. Um, who else? Check out Worst Self because you know that's <laughs> what you're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> um, totally. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm just blanking on bands right now. So. <laughs> that's all right, man. You got Dad Brain right well hey steven you got anything else you want to throw out or um i just i mean keep doing what you're doing man um i i love it uh the new um 
the new EP uh, or 15 minute song. Um, that thing is amazing. And it's another um, turn, you know, it, it, everything's progressing. I can see it musically with what you're doing and, and um, I love it. So, you know, just keep doing it. Uh, you guys, you guys Thanks, are awesome. Man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. The new album's gonna, it's gonna go to some more adventurous places like that, like that song. So we're gonna, we're, we're still gonna be very heavy, but probably also pretty and weird. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, it's a great, know. that's a great combo. Yeah. Love go it. for it <laughs> it's good it's well it's nice nice chatting with you guys i appreciate it Thanks. uh you having me on the podcast no problem hey if there was one song other than one that's 15 minutes long <laughs> what would you want to close your chat out with um uh i'd say burn it down or burn it down. Li- or living proof all right awesome sweet we'll play that out awesome thanks for being on man Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. Of course. And that's it. All right, here we go. So we're going to give you a little uh, insight on uh, Nick and Steven here. Steven's taken over for me for a few months um, while I'm on my hiatus. So we just thought the listeners should know a little bit about him. 
But before we do that, we're going to talk to uh, Uncle Mick here about his journal slash book that he released. And uh, let's just jump into this. This is our short chat with Mick and Steven. I just want Mm. the listeners to hear Steven's story. So uh, and Mick's adventures in your new in your new (laughs) journal I have here. What's the full title of this? Reflections, a prompt journal for self-awareness, awakening and healing. Right. I read it, so I hope that's the whole you, thing. You did. That's that's the whole title. <laughs> it's a uh, huge title. <laughs> so, so as I said, Mick came out with a new book, a journal, a personal journey, if you will. Yeah. And uh, Mick, can you talk on it? Yeah, man. I ordered. I ordered this, and honestly, you know, I'm super busy, so I haven't had time to go through it yet. Totally. But I will, and I want you to let the listeners know about it. Yeah, well, m- most folks that listen know that I uh, pastor a church. I have, or I've been pastoring uh, for over 20 years. And the last two years shifted a lot of things. We kind of talked about that a little earlier in the year. But um, things just shifted a whole lot with our church. We moved everything to online and we still continue to do that. Um, but in that process in 2020, things were just so different and weird and a lot of stuff going on inside of me, a whole lot of deconstructing going on further. And, uh, you know, at the end of last year is when uh, my father passed away, he passed away on Christmas. And between everything that happened in 2020 and then uh, my dad passing away, and then right after that, uh, my wife and I, getting COVID and working through all those emotions of, you know, we just had family pass away. My mom had it. She was not doing well. And there was all of that worry and anxiety and stress. And then even in myself, like worried about my kids getting COVID, what's going to happen to me? Like, am I, you know, and you know, what's going on with my wife? We, we kind of had it rough. So, you know, on top of that being, you know, we're already, you know, kind of separating ourselves some, but now when you're really in lockdown because you have COVID and you're even separating yourself from your kids in the same house and they're young and you got to wear a mask all the time in your own home, that makes things even more stressful and more crazy. And so in the midst of all that, I just started really questioning like, what the heck is even prayer, right? Because, you know, I'm 46 grew up in this, been pastoring for over 20, talk about prayer, you know, walk through that all the time. And uh, really from those moments and time afterwards, I would just wake up early in the morning and just sit in my thoughts and walk through like, what is actually all this going on? What's this about? And recognizing things that stir up inside of me, uh, that caused me to stress out, caused me to deal with all these anxious things that caused me to, to, you know, walk back into depression or whatever. I started noticing that there were some triggers that were happening. And so, um, I just started thinking about, you know, what really is prayer? I started teaching that in our online stuff and like deconstructing that thought process and be like, you know, I think when, um, you know, when we read in the gospels and Jesus talks about prayer and even does the Lord's prayer, I don't really know if it's like this whole begging thing or this whole pleading thing or this whole like 
let's send our thoughts and prayers to people. I think prayer is really self-reflection. I think it's us looking at ourselves, going, what's in me? Okay. What's the good that's in me that needs to be amplified so I can help other people. And what's the plank, so to speak, the term that Jesus used, that's causing me to judge the speck in other people's eye. What's that plank in me that's causing this stuff to stir up in me that, that, that brings up the anxiety, the stress, the shame, the fear, the, all that stuff. What is that? And so I just started asking myself some questions and that's kind of what this book became. These are the questions that I was asking myself when I would wake up in the morning and come downstairs and try to figure out, okay, what's, what is the good stuff in me, the gold that's there that, that needs to be, you know, worked on and, and allowed to come out so it can help other people so they can in turn, you know, find stuff in them so they can be healthy. And then what's also the, the scary stuff that we don't really want to talk about that we really need to find healing for that we really need to find help with. And so working through all that and sharing that with some folks, people were like, you know what, you should probably put those down in and let people go through that themselves. And so I started putting it together and it started out as a PDF. And I've come to find out that sometimes when you try to give stuff away, people really don't go after it. But as soon as you put it in a book form or a CD form or a record or anything like that and put a price tag on it, for some people, some reason, people won't take the free thing, but they'll take the, they'll pay money for it. And so that's why I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So people are saying like, I need to put this in a format where people can get it. And I know, uh, unfortunately I had to go through Amazon self-publishing <laughs> first time. So that's what a lot of people do. So I went through them and, uh, that's where you can get it. But yeah, that's, that's kind of where it came from. That's, and, uh, even now, like I've, uh, in the ones that have went out that people have gotten the response that I've, I've gotten back has been really cool. I've had some folks tell me that they've actually been hanging out with friends and stuff and they'll just over coffee, talk about some of the questions and it's actually really helped a really, really good friend. I know who works with, uh, the suicide prevention lifeline out West actually got one and was like, man, this is really good. I wish I would have had this when I was a teenager. I was like, I know I wish I would have had these questions too when I was in my twenties and and working through some stuff, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's where that come came from and, and why I put it together. It's very, the only part that's like, uh, let's say churchy or even has any type of Christianese is in the very intro. Um, because I didn't want it. I wanted it to be open for anybody to go through. Um, so, uh, I just kind of talk about, you know, what I discovered prayer to be, which is like in going inward and, and reflecting. That's where the book title comes from, reflecting on those things in us, um, really to become a better human being. Um, I'm learning as I get older that mental health is very, very important. And if I'm mentally healthy, then I'm actually helping my neighborhood because I'm reacting in a way that's going to bring out positivity and not negative. And if I'm releasing, if I'm mentally healthy, and I'm releasing the positive, and having love and hope go forth, then it's going to help my neighbor, because their response is going to be 
hopefully the same way they're 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 gonna respond better and uh open up to conversations and stuff so and you know and and i did add some stuff at the end of the book to where if you know these these questions trigger some things and people are like man this is this is some deep stuff and i think i need some more help um that there's actually a place to where you can actually you know talk to some legit people more than just some bearded dude but actually talk to someone who's right here right yeah right there book it's got all the yeah the hotlines and whatnot yeah yeah it has the address to to our website to where you can go and actually connect with folks like there's places where you can actually do text like they're uh counseling through texting like to talk to a therapist or a counselor oh yeah 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 you can actually uh go there and and find a there's links for websites to to actually schedule something in your region with somebody and Mm -hmm. then there's some addiction recovery places as well that actually the cool thing is is just in this year uh 2021 because we have talked so much about uh suicide prevention and mental health and finding help and how there's no shame in meeting with a counselor or a therapist. There's no shame in even medication to help regulate some of the things that's going on in your brain to get things back to where they need to be. You know, I've had some folks reach out to us and be like, can you please add us to your resource list? So that has been super awesome. We've had some uh, really rad um, addiction recovery places that are like nationally kind of known uh, that have reached out to us and like, can you please add us to your list? And uh, so that's been some, been really cool to see that kind of happen. So, yeah. So did you go through, you've done all these journal exercises, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I ask you one? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Go for it. So I got the one that stuck out to me was exercise number 28. How hey. do you carry the weight of your past trauma and how has it affected you? That's good. So, <laughs> and, and here's the thing, and this is the great thing about these questions. They change over time. Sure, and so yeah. uh, let's go with, I'll, I'll go with my answer. That would have been the first time that I actually looked at that. And my and when, answer, would, when would have been the first time you actually looked at the it? The first time I looked at that question would have been, uh, I would say October of last year. So this would be before even some of the crazy stuff happened. And uh, okay. that, that question I would have answered, uh, I don't. You don't what? Carry well. Don't carry it well. Yes. That would have been my answer before. So uh, this would have been right before your father yeah, passed too, right? Right. Right. So walking. So, but through, how, how did it, how would it affect you not caring well? Uh, let's see. Is not caring second, it well? Is, is the, the second, second part. part. Okay. Yeah. So how, how it would affect me would be uh, losing my temper, very anger, very fast, losing my temper, uh, mm-hmm. moments of extreme depression to where, uh, be days where I just stare off into outer space and not be able to get things done. Uh, putting off projects to the very last second. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of a personality <laughs> trait anyway, <laughs> but worse than worse than ever. Um, but yeah, just moments of depression, moments of shame, like feeling like because of uh, past stuff and uh, whatever that coming back and feeling like, you know, you're a failure, you're this, you're that, or, you know, 
uh, you know, walking through that till like even now, carrying that. How do you carry that trauma? Be I way more open to talk. So this about. is you answering it now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, way more open to actually having discussion, talking to where before all that stuff got hidden and shoved down. And what do you think changed? What changed was having moments uh, with myself where I could look and see, okay, so be, even though those things happened to me, or even though those things were a, uh, a cause of an action or something that I did, a choice that I did, even though that, that's over here and it seems huge, there's also all this other stuff in me that I've seen that is good, that I've seen that is that works, that I've seen is like gold. And then I see like my kids and my wife and, and all that. So that begins to weigh which one is greater. And then as that begin to shift, then I can look and go, okay, so uh, this thing that happened in my life, really, I had no, con- like, if it was something that I didn't have control over, let's say it was something that was said to me or something that happened some sort of spiritual abuse or trauma that happened in the church. Okay. I would look at that and go, okay, I really didn't have any control over that. I couldn't do it, but it was brought to me. So here's what I can do with that. I can either hold on to it and keep allowing it to affect me and hurt me, or I can begin to let it go. And that's still a process. That's not something that happens overnight. It's not something like, Ooh, yeah. it's all cool. For sure. And, um, you know, that's not something like, especially if there's trauma that has issues with trust, right? Like, <laughs> that's not going to change overnight. There's a process, but you can start talking about it and you can start checking it and realizing, okay, the reason why I'm reacting this way is because it's pushing that button that happened in the past mm-hmm. and that caused it to happen. So I can react differently. And that, in a sense, really starts to heal that up now the stupid stuff that we do sometimes you know we all make bad choices and from those bad choices of make stuff happens you just go back and look at it and go am i going to feel shame for that anymore or am i going to feel the shame and then let it get on a bus and leave like there's so many things that happen to us sometimes that and it's not all the time that we can do this but there's some things that you know some shame that we felt because of something that we did or um something that happened and or a failure that happened uh we can either you know be at a bus if you can just imagine being at a bus stop and you got all this stuff with you and you're kind of sitting down at the at the on the bus on the bus seat waiting for the the bus to show up you know you feel it's not a good thing to hide those things you should feel it you should recognize it you should talk about it but when the bus comes and you know where those feelings take us sometimes to to depression and all that other stuff when it gets to the point where it starts to go, just let it go. And you remain in the place of positivity. You remain in that place of, I'm not going to go with this. I'm, I'm going to go a different direction. That's easier said and done. And that's why I encourage people that if this is something that you can't talk about with your friend or your family, and it seems like something you can't get through by yourself, then you definitely, that's the moment that you got to go, okay, I got to be brave here and I got to make a phone call. I got to call my doctor where I can uh, maybe meet with a counselor or a therapist and we can talk about it because it's a fact of life. There's, you know, there's all this stuff that we're talking about and it's emotional and all that, but there's also stuff that goes on up here in our brain um, that sometimes 
just doesn't fire right. And part of the process of healing and mental health is that you might need to talk to somebody or you might actually need some help. It doesn't have to be something that you're on for the rest of your life, but it might be something to level some things out. It might be a change in your diet. It might be, you know, changing something that's going on around you. And sometimes you need somebody else to talk to you to help you find. Them. And so that's why I just encourage people to go beyond just, you know, don't just, if you get to a point, you're like, whoa, there's some, there's some stuff down here that needs, well, then that's time to talk to some. Yeah, and, sure. And the problem is, is like in the past, we've just, we've made that a shameful thing. Like we made it a week. We've made it like you're, oh, you're going to bring that. We're bringing that back though, right? Yeah, we are. That's what I, and that's what I love, you know, even the conversation with uh, Joel Joel, and the folks that we've had on for the last couple of times, like even in, even in the scene that we're all involved in and we love the hardcore scene, like it seems like that's back at the forefront. People are not afraid to talk about mental health, not afraid to talk about the junk that they've, that they've had to go through in their life and be like, whoa, you know, and and talk about it, sing about it, yell about it, and show the other side. So, so it seems like this book was very therapeutic for you, and mm-hmm. that's why you did it for your, I don't know if I want to say congregation, but for right. your church peeps, peoples. Right. Community. And then we community. Just call it, yeah, there community. There you go. There yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah. And then you decided to make it to help others. That's cool. Yeah. And that's, honestly, that's kind of normally how i roll with stuff even the stuff that i teach and do it's all self-reflective of things that have happened or i've went through and my wife and i will talk or i'll talk to other people and they're like man that you really need to talk to other people about that so that's kind of everything that i do kind of that's kind of how it rolls Mm -hmm. Um, it comes from something that i walked through or went through so yeah well yeah i mean that's the best kind of art right people can relate yeah. to personal struggles and you know right so that's cool i'm glad you did that and you also maybe you told me this on the dl i'm not sure but you're gonna do a follow-up right yeah eventually that- yeah i want i want to do a i kind of want to expand on it and then add some because i really didn't add any anything else other than the intro and the questions because i that's what helped me i didn't i i didn't want to get into anything else from other folks i just wanted it I wanted to walk through it. And then now I think yeah. that there's some things that could be added to it to help. So, cool. Yeah. Thanks yep. for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. Boom. Ooh. Bam. Oh. Bop. Bada bop. Boom. Pow. Oh! Now it brings me <laughs> to Stephen X. Scopa. <laughs> What's up, dude? What's going on? All right. Man? Let's get into it. Steven. Tell the listeners a little about you and your journey. But first, first off, though, I want to say I listened to the to the uh, Joel Odie Worst Self chat, and so did yep. everybody else because this follows after. Right. And you're five years sober. That's right. Five I didn't years. know that. I didn't yep. know it was so. I five, see five years is weird because it's it's not a little time, but it's not a lot of time. It's kind of. You know, it's so, um, yeah, it's not a huge amount of time, I guess, in, in some worlds. But um, at, at one point in my life, it's a, a massive amount of time. 
Oh, uh, I hear. Yeah, I'm yeah. only seven years. And yeah. so I, I completely understand. So that's, I was a little bit shocked. I heard that. I was like, I didn't know that. For some reason, <laughs> I just thought you were like a Mick guy who was kind of sober forever. Yeah, Mick, Mick's got, a, yeah. got it down pat. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I think some of the people who are super passionate about it, I mean, there's some people who are been sober forever who are, but to me and to people who are very artistic and more uh, on the edge of, um, what would you say you had, Mick? You said you had a addictive personality? Yes. I would say I have that too. Do you say you have that, Stephen? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So for people... <laughs> So for people like us, seven years is, is huge. Five yes. years is huge. Yes. Forever, Mick, is huge. But, <laughs> but yeah, so tell us about your journey, how you got hooked up with us, and how you started this whole straight edge for Christ thing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I myself personally battled um, with substance abuse and, um, you know, depression, anxiety, all of that for um, a couple of decades. <laughs> um, and then... Um, you know, it, um, it changed drastically, um, after I had some kids, um, yeah. I thought, I thought at first kid was going to change me completely. Um, it didn't quite work out that way, but over some time and, um, and with my, what do you faith, mean by that? What do you mean by that completely? Like, so I, I thought, okay, I'm going to have kids. So now I'm going to definitely going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop drugging. Oh. I'm going to, the world's going to be completely different now because I'm a, I'm a parent. Yeah. And you know, that, that didn't happen like that. It followed, um, your demons followed you. They followed me. And, and, you know, I'd have, I'd have times, um, in life with some, some soberness and, um, control, but it always ended back up in the, the same place. Um, and then it would just get worse and worse and, um, you know, over time. But, um, really what helped me was, um, my, my wife started dragging me to church. Um, and that was something that I know right, all right. ever wanted to do because I grew up um, not in the church. I, I grew up with no faith, basically. Um, and, you know, we started doing that and you know, it took it took some time, but um, I started listening. And, um, you know, I had there was people saying some good things and I would, I would take things from it. And eventually it really just stuck. And, you know, that that helped my me conquer my, my demons. Um, yeah. that, and I also went to a, uh, a really good program. It was actually this program. It's a uh, Goddard medical. It's a, it's a big thing out here in Massachusetts. They have a couple of different facilities. Um, and I, I think it was the third attempt there, but I got hooked up with a really good, um, group and, uh, you know, with that combo of that, you know, uh, my faith, um, some friends, you know, family, it all just kind of like mixed and stuck finally. Um, and then, you know, we're here today, but, um, it was definitely, uh, it was pretty cool the way it all works. So looking back now, like the way it yeah. worked, it, it was pretty cool. For um, sure. The one thing I could say, um, since we're, we're talking about the whole sobriety thing is I never really was ready to be sober. I know that now all those times that I tried and, uh, you know, went to counseling, this, that, this, it, I never personally inside was ready to actually attempt it. Um, and then this, you know, this five years now is not even really a thought anymore. Um, you know, yeah, I, I don't even really think about it. It's just, this is, this is the way I'm going to live the rest of my life. So. Amen, it's, brother. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, we got each other's backs on that too. 
Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, no, but yeah, listening to to Mick with um his um his journal and stuff that you know that's you know I've I've same thing, you know the anxieties, the demons, the shame. Um, I mean, it's it's not an easy world out there. Um, that's you know, for sure. Yeah, and uh, it's it's tough, man. I I get it. it it's it's hard. So, you know, questions and, and thinking and, you know, just putting a different spin on things. And even just talking to somebody for five minutes, you know, it, it can do a wonder, you know, you just got to keep, keep your mind open. But, yeah. Just let people know that you actually care. Right. Right. But, but so how did you let, just let people know about straight edge for Christ and how you got straight this thing edge, rolling. Straight edge for Christ legit. So straight edge for Christ started with, an Instagram account. I I went on Instagram I'm like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna open an account where I can share my faith, straight edge, and music. Those are three things I wanted to to do. So I started doing that. Next thing you know, I started getting some followers. A lot of people talking. Um, I found out there's more than three Christian straight edge people in the world. <laughs> um, but it yeah. was um, it kind of took off though, like. All of a sudden, it, it it started becoming more than just a a page, um, you know. With the help of followers, people started making designs, and you know, people were like, "Oh, put this on a shirt, or, or do this and that." So I started, you know, I'm like, "Oh yeah, let's do it. Like, let's throw some stuff on shirts, and um, you know, make some merch, and I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll give it out and sell it, and you know, it's kind of cool, like sharing it with the world." So um, it started with that. Then <laughs> then I started. Um, getting people asked me to to create designs for them and stuff like album artwork and stuff like that. And I'm like, I personally, artistic wise, have never really um, had a talent that I thought. So uh, I really learned as I went um, imaging, stuff like that, using different uh, apps and stuff. And I started making some different designs for people. And um, it's been pretty cool. I've made a couple different um, album artworks. Uh, for a couple different bands, labels, um, yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool. So Crazy do you do, do you do all of your designs? Uh, most of them I do. Um, I do most of them. Yeah, there's I actually. So I, I've started to um, look into having other people do them too now. But um, but as of right now, they're they're all pretty much mine. They're they are imaging designs though, so I I cannot draw very well. Um, so I usually just overlap images and stuff like that, um, which is, is pretty cool. It, you can uh, you can actually create some pretty cool stuff. Base. So, yeah, I print I print yeah. a lot of your stuff. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are awesome. And Thanks, those, man. Yeah, those shirts came out awesome. I um, uh, I love it. it it's good stuff. Um, oh, I have a question for you, but I have to grab the shirt real quick. Hold on, hold on. All right. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> okay. So I, okay. Remember you sent me some of the ones that were printed by someone else. They were on the black shirts. Yep. And then we printed these and yep. my wife has one of the black ones that you sent me and she wears it all the time. And I was looking at it because we're like super anal about it. Like yep. we got this to come out like so much clear. I don't know if you saw that. Oh yeah, yeah, it's way than the, better than the first one. But that's yep. not what I have to talk to you about. This is that a person in the middle? 
No. Or am I just seeing that? You're I just, just seen. You just seen it. It does. It looks like it. It look. It I thought it was like a girl reading the Bible or something. Do you sure, see let's it, man? Let, let's go. Dude, <laughs> I, well, I think it looks you, like Mothman. See it? It's, it's Wait, you see it? <laughs> but I told my wife, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think there's that's the little right? girl reading the Bible, and she's like, nah, you're reading into that. I yes. guess I'm reading yes. into it. I put that well, there. I read it. I read into. I read into it. I thought it was Mothman. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like Mothman to me. Cool. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for helping me out for helping Mick out for picking up my slack and I appreciate it. And it's going to be great to have you on uh, the podcast to, I can listen to it, be a listener. Mick's going to enjoy your presence, but let's keep rolling. Let's get into this coffee review. Shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. it. All right. We're jumping in. Go for it. (laughs) Who wants to go first? Let's paper, rock, scissors for this, guys. Paper, rock, scissors. All right. Keep this. We're going to go. Here we go. One, two, three, shoot. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Ready? Yes. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, okay. So it's between Mick and I. All right. So Steven threw paper and Mick and I both threw scissors. All right. Ready? One, two, three, shoot. Oh. Oh, threw paper. Ready? All right. One, two, three, shoot. Ah, you go first. Okay, so I go first. I threw paper, <laughs> y'all. So, so here we go. Let's do it. Ooh, you guys aren't gonna like my coffee review is brutal. Oh no! Yeah. I go. wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna do it, but I decided to do it. Here we go. Right. All right. So, Pinky Promise Coffee Roasters in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin. The bag says proudly roasted in Door County, Wisconsin. What? What? Uh, my wife and I got this coffee when we were camping in Door County. Uh, I got the brew medium roast with tasting notes of toffee, almond, and citrus. It was a little on the pricey side. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, Nat, we'll get into that. Um, I, personally did, <laughs> I personally didn't taste hints or notes of almond or toffee. I did taste a very strong burnt flavored coffee. <laughs> I get a citrus aftertaste um, that kind of burned my throat a little bit. And I, I tried making this coffee three different ways with a little bit of coffee, a medium amount, and then filled it to the top with beans. And when I filled it to the top with beans, I was burping it up all day. Uh. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It tastes the same to me each time. It overwhelming thick burnt taste. And I'm not sure if I got a bad batch or what but this coffee is not for me personally and i was gonna continue to drink it because i hate wasting coffee i had to throw it out i drank it three different times and i was like no i can't do it i can't deal with the burnt coffee burp uh i will not be buying it again and i almost didn't review it but i was excited to try this coffee from door county and we even put together a care package for you mick yeah, and I sent you a bag, and you after did. trying it, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think we got you the Kenya full body. You did. Have you tried it? Oh, you're gonna make me do this. <laughs> All right, this is uh, now. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not reviewing Pinky Promise because you're you did it, and yeah. and we kind of came to the same conclusion, even though. You sent me a different bag. You sent me the yeah. dark one. Yeah. 
Um, man, the same. It it's the same. I as soon as I opened the bag, I was like, "This smells burnt." <laughs> and so maybe maybe it was a bad batch of all the way around. Uh, and the second thing was it said. Yeah, but it yours had, was a whole yours was a whole different kind of coffee. It was, yeah. Maybe they just maybe the roaster just had a bad week. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the only way I can describe it smelled like a. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say it anyway. It smelled like uh, a just cheap a cheap cigarette and burnt coffee. Oof. That's what it smelled like. Ooh. But I but I tried it Punching anyway. below the belt. I tried it anyway, <laughs> and everything that was on the, it was dark, and that was but that was about the only thing on the bag that made it. Coffee. I, I can, yeah, right. like the other, like it said, it had a hint of pomegranate. I think was what. And then the, when I saw that, I was like, "Well, whose dumb idea was it to make coffee have pomegranate?" <laughs> I was like, "It was just not what I was expecting." But it didn't have anything like that. In it. I, and I think I told you the next day I tried it, and I had mm-hmm. to doc. I had to doctor it up a whole lot. Like I didn't use as much, mm-hmm. and I used a lot of. I, I was like, I tasted. I was like, oh, and so I tried. I just put sugar and cream in it. Yeah. Made it through. So, so well, I'm, go- I'm going to agree with you. I, I don't want to try it again, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to, but I'm going to bring the coffee that I am going to review because this was also in the care package that you sent me. Cool. And I want to do the kick ash coffee. Yeah, do it. So, uh, it's from, it's from, is it door County? Is that what you said? Yeah. Door County, Wisconsin. From Door County, Wisconsin. It was it's the 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 Chiapas from Mexico. And uh its description is like a ride on the Washington Island Ferry. Old and adventurous. <laughs> now I've never been on the, the Washington Island Ferry, but I will tell you this: it is bold and it is adventurous. And when I opened the bag, it smelled like smoked chocolate. And I know that sounds like a weird description, but it was smoky, but not the weird smoky. It was like that smoky. We're like, oh yeah, this is pleasant, like a campfire. And then you add chocolate to it and it definitely had that smell. And then I was like, so excited. I ground it and it smelled even better. Like it started to release like even more of that smoky smell. So I, I made the first pot and honestly it was normally First cup, second cup, and then stay off of it for a while. Lindsay gets the first cup, and then, you know, there's still a little bit left where I want to have some in the afternoon. I can't. This stuff was gone by 10 a.m. You mean the pot, not the pot. actual full, yeah. full no, bag. No, 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 okay. not the full bag. The pot. <laughs> the pot was gone by 10 a.m. It was that delicious. And then, oh, wow. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. It was very so good. So I sent too. you, like, the craziest bad coffee you could have, and then some excellent good coffee yes yes and so it is, let's not let's not put the pinky promise link in our <laughs> <laughs> we'll just give all our business to the other door county roaster yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um no the um it it's it, it is a darker roast but wiley i honestly think this is so smooth that you might mm-hmm. be able to drink this coffee like it's not it's not over the top um it's, well, it's, they had they had medium roast there too. I yeah. just 
I was like, I like the Pinky Promise bag, and I was like, oh, this looks cool. I'm gonna get this. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's good, man. I still have, I still have just, I have enough to maybe do one and a half, and I'm like savoring Let's see it. See it. Let me see that logo. Logo's pretty cool. Yeah. So, and I even went online and checked them out. You can order, and you definitely can order their stuff. But they do other stuff other than just coffee. They do like a whole like, um, like a little general store thing, kind of. I think they have tea. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe even do some. They have some kick ash soap. So, so they're kind of like the the guys who we had on that did everything. Yeah, kind of like they do, do everything. Yeah. Yeah. What was that coffee called? Uh, brut- brutality. Brutality. Yeah. 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 They did so, beard oil. Yeah. Whiskey. Beer, whiskey. Beer. All kinds of stuff. Beer. Coffee. So, um, so yeah, I think it's. I think the store is actually just called Kick Ash, like A S H, like the tree. So mm-hmm. yeah pretty good i enjoyed yeah. it a lot well and i will thank you because for our anniversary you for my wife and i's anniversary you send us money and so we bought coffee and made of up course. for it <laughs> <laughs> nice I, I actually went oak pro and bought some coffee I was nice. like, okay i gotta get the good stuff <laughs> <laughs> all right steven let's hear you so i i went with um a local shop um it's a uh, restoration coffee um, they, so they, they, they got a couple different places around here now. Um, so they're, they're new and I went with bright days. They have, they have only two, two different kinds, but bright days was what I went with. It's a medium roast. Um, let me interrupt you real quick. Do you like yeah. medium or dark or both? So I like both, but oh. I, I felt like I, I wanted to do something a little different because, um, this coffee for me and my wife is like a midday coffee. Okay. Uh, so, um, so I'll explain a little. So I, I'm a, I'm a have to have my coffee first thing in the morning kind of guy. Um, so are we. <laughs> and then, um, and then I, I can't go over the top because then I'll be up all night. Mm-hmm. Um, I does, it does hit me like that. So this coffee for us, especially like on the weekends, this is uh, the middle of the, the day, bright day, bright day coffee. Um, bright day. And, um, <laughs> It's not too too strong, but it's not too weak. So it, it's a good mellow blend, and it's got like a, a cocoa and a, um, like a fruity Ooh. taste. Now, now what I can I can also say is, my wife drinks coffee with no sugar. It is not a coffee to have with no sugar. <laughs> um, <laughs> it does it 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 does not taste good with no sugar so you put it just a little bit in or you put a lot whatever you want to do but it just it kicks it up and, and it, you can taste everything and, and it's it's great so so steven um, are you a your two sugars cream kind of guy or what do you do i am a two sugars one cream um i like okay. i'll do oat milk and stuff like that but yeah um, yeah usually usually cream and what do you do make your same thing right yeah i do i do uh i do uh either half and half or heavy cream Mm-hmm. That comes from doing keto. Like I did keto for a while. And so that's where that came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, or butter. You ever, if you're put, it's called what? bulletproof. Oh yeah. Get dude, out of here. Take a little bit of butter in your coffee, dude. It's called oh, bulletproof. Fills your stomach. Oh you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, it's actually bro. delicious. It's actually delicious. I'm not joking. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I do mine. I take mine black though. I don't put anything in it. But so, I will say this. Oat milk is I can't do it. In coffee. Oat milk, oat milk oh. is good. Yeah, yeah. It, so, it hurts my stomach for some reason. So th- this place has really? yeah, this, I don't get it, man. This 
this place has signature coffees too. Um, so you can get like um, uh, espressos and stuff like that. And they have, they're all named like Lauren, Rachel, Courtney, and they all use oat milk. They have different flavors like cinnamon, honey. Uh, and those, those things are addictive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good we've word got, for it. We've got two places uh, locally. And the one that we just kind of started going to downtown has a lot of that. Like you walk yeah. in and you can like, oh, okay, this is a legit, legit oh, coffee yeah. place. And yeah. uh, they've, they've yeah. got a lot of, a lot of local, local beans, but they, um, they got some signature stuff. It's just oh, off the yeah, this, this thing, this thing knocks Dunkin's out of the park. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts? Dunkin's. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who who we got next in line there? Make take my spot. <laughs> Just I side, kidding. I got, I got a side note too. So I was looking for coffee to to pick, mm-hmm. and um, I went to see the uh, the Ghost Inside. They yes. played with a bunch of different bands, and Jim Riley, the bassist, was wearing a Restorations coffee shirt. So that that was a sign. I'm like, all right, oh, nice coffee. It was so a calling I, from above. Oh yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> it was a, it was a calling from the ghost inside. The ghost inside. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> cool. So we'll put a link to Mick. We'll put a link to yours, and we'll throw mine in the garbage. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Metal eighty bitches. This is the Pinky Promise Rectification Re-Review, if you will. That's right. And you just heard part of the new single from C. Dios Chiare titled Prime Wave. We can't forget Ooh. about that hit single. No, no, no. That's going to be a killer track. I love it. 
and as you heard earlier in the coffee review section that I did, the Pinky Promise Coffee Company I got for Mick and I, uh, it was definitely a burnt coffee batch. Do you think so, Mick? Yeah, it, 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 was, it was a bad batch. It was bad. It was bad. bad Mine bad. was bad and yours was bad, bad. <laughs> yeah. And we both got different kinds, too. Yeah. Um, I think there was something up with the place that maybe you got it from. Maybe, maybe they all got a bad batch there or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Cause I re- you reached out to Pinky Promise. I reached out to them and they were like, yeah, we know Mick got a bad one. Like we, we got some people saying like that, that, that batch was bad. And I said, well, I got the, the medium brew one. And they were like, what? That one was bad too. And I was like, it was most definitely burnt. But anyways, with that being said, they tried, right? Right, right. They uh, they sent you and they sent me coffee to try. So I think they they tried to make it right. They did. They did. <laughs> it was nice of them. And they sent me uh, the Prue coffee in a 12-ounce bag back to try so we could re-review this. Yeah. And they sent three-ounce bags uh, consisting of the winter warm-up, which is a medium. Um, the the Papua New Guinea one, which is a medium blend, and then the Awake, which is a medium blend. Uh, yeah. What did they end up sending you? They sent me the Awake as well. Mm-hmm. They sent me the winter warm-up as well. They sent me a new bag of the Kenya, which is what you got me. Mm-hmm. And then they sent me uh, this Rescue Coffee, uh, which I haven't opened yet. It's still in the bag because it's half the caffeine, and I think that is blasphemous. <laughs> Thou shalt not partake. <laughs> um, well, do you want me to let you know what I think of uh, my fresh bags of Pinky Promise coffee? Yeah, you go first and then I'll go after. Yeah, because uh, I think we should probably end this on a good note. And I think you liked it better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> Would you agree to that? I think so, yes. Okay. I think so. All right, here we go. Getting into it. Uh, the first batch of coffee I got, as we said, was definitely burnt because the Peru coffee they sent me for the re-review was better, but it wasn't great <laughs> in my in my personal opinion. Uh, I don't know. It, it wasn't burnt, so I guess that's a plus, but it honestly didn't do it for me. I don't think it's quality coffee. That's why trying to drink low quality coffee that's burnt the first time, it wasn't even tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. This time with the new bag, I could at least drink it. Uh, I had much better luck with the three ounce bags, to be honest. The Awake, that was pretty good. Yeah. The winter warm up was definitely my favorite out of what they sent me. And I think you said that too, right? Uh, no, actually. The- oh, okay. Well, we'll get into it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought when we originally talked, you said you really liked that one. Yeah. But I ended up uh, sending you all the coffee they sent me and held on to the winter warm up. So you should be getting that in the mail soon. <laughs> nice. So I would say I give Pinky Promise Coffee Company a C plus rating. And I would give them a B minus, but the coffee is so super expensive for how good it's not. It ranges from $16 to $22, and I'm sorry, but this coffee is not worth that price. I would never buy it. Maybe if they were selling it for $10 to $12 at the absolute most, then I'd give it a B-minus. 
but I do have to give points to Pinky Promise for sending us copy and making it right by us. Um, so I think that's I think that's that's good. You know, I appreciate them doing that. But my C plus rating, that's my final rating. So tell me about what you thought of this. Yeah, well, I just want to say I'm super, super appreciative that like I sent them a message because honestly, after we had talked the other night and we, you know, we did the podcast or whatever, I was like, there's no way, no way that this can be that bad and it's being sold. Like there's, yeah. there has to be something wrong. So I wrote them and I told them, listen, I got this bag of coffee. It was sent to me. Uh, I do a podcast where we review punk and hardcore and coffee. And uh, we were super stoked about it. And I opened the bag and it smelled horrible. I brewed it anyway. <laughs> and it's, and I told him it smelled like, or tasted like walking into a room full of 40 people who have been smoking Marlboro cigarettes for <laughs> 40 years. I said, there's, I said, I went to your Instagram page. I went to your website. I saw what you're, you know, what you do. And I'm like, there's no way they would want this. And I said, I'm not trying to stir up whatever. I just want you to know it. I think I got a bad batch and maybe you want to go back and check and see whatever they eat. They wrote back like within like two minutes, totally mm -hmm. surprised. Like normally people are like, what? And there was no like, whatever you know talk back or anything it was like oh this is so horrible we want to send you you know new stuff and so you know it it wasn't like four days later my box showed up again and as soon as i opened the box i was like okay this already smells completely different so i got the kenya that was the one that you sent me to try and it's uh it's full body uh Kind of, I would say it's more like a maybe a medium dark kind of mix. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I when you sent me the bag and I first looked at it the first time, the grapefruit thing kind of threw me off, but I didn't taste grapefruit the first time I tasted cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> but this time, I'm not kidding. This time, the first cup that I had, I tried, I and I always do because I like a little bit of. I like a little bit of cream and sugar in my coffee, but I always try when I, in my first, whatever, I try it without anything just so I can taste it. And this time I was like, okay, this is better. Um, it doesn't taste like the last time, but I still just couldn't get past the grapefruit taste. I was like, ah, I just don't, it's definitely oh, there. You it's actually, a hint of it. You actually yeah. tasted it. It's like the, just a hint at the end. And so the next cup that I got, I did sugar and cream. And the second cup, I was like, okay, I could, this is not something that I would drink all the time, but in every once in a while, kind of like dessert coffee or whatever, it's not bad. Like, but that's the thing. If you're putting sugar and cream in it, you're basically turning it into something else. No, cause the, it's just, it's just adding to the hints that are already there. Is it like non-flavored creamer? Yeah. It's not, there's no flavored creamer in it. It's just basically okay. half and half. It's just half and okay. half. Okay. Gotcha. Is. So, I always drink my coffee black. So that, that always is weird for me. Cause it's, to me, it's like, well, you're masking the taste. I don't know if it's not flavored. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Enough, Cause I don't really drink, but I don't put the, sugar or cream in mine. So I don't really know. And so the sugar just add, adds to, to me, it just increase the body of the coffee, at least this kind. There's sometimes gotcha. that doesn't work. It sucks all, no matter what you, do. but mm -hmm. this had actually helped it. And so 
and what else I want to say about this is that this coffee definitely has a kick to it. Like the caffeine, um, it doesn't say anything on here anywhere, but it'll kick your butt because by uh, say two and a half hours later, I'm on my third cup of coffee and I decide to rip the carpet up in my living room. Uh, <laughs> something that Lindsay has been trying to get me to do for it's six- like It's like in the office when they're all drinking espresso. <laughs> Pretty much. That's kind of what happened. It really there's, hardwood, there's hardwood under here. <laughs> <laughs> Which there is. That's why Lindsay wanted to rip up the carpet. But yeah, I totally ripped up the carpet, ripped up all the, the, the lining, the tack, the, the, the staples, all that. I did all that in one day. Um, so, and this coffee kicked it in. I mean, it was, it was, it was kicking. Um, I did, I brewed it the next day. Cause I had to go into, I had to go into work the next day, early in the morning. And I was mm-hmm. like, Hey, listen, that coffee worked pretty, <laughs> pretty good the other night. Let's try it again. And so I, I fixed it the next day and I actually took it with me and I did coffee or did sugar and cream in it the second time. And I got it. I had, I figured it out. And so for me, I'm like, this isn't something that I would drink all the time. This is not something I'm going to order all the time, but it is a decent cup of coffee for like a, like I said, kind of like a dessert coffee or whatever. Um, but also if you need a good caffeine kick, um, it's not bad. It'll get you. See, I, see I never made it past one cup. So yeah, no, like, I, I drank, I, I drank one and then I was like, I'm good. Yeah. I gave it to you a different. Cup. I gave it the old college try because they sent me a new bag and I was impressed. So I was like, I'm going to try it. Yeah, I tried them too. I just, ah, there's no way I could drink more than mm. like more than one. I, yeah. I don't know. I didn't like it. I'm glad you did. Like, I'm yeah. glad we're ending this on a positive note right. and you're getting more in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I can go well, rip up the whole house. And, and what I, and what I got was different than, I mean, the Kenya is different than the main bag you got. Right. From the right. Right. And I did. I want to say that the awake coffee, I really dug, uh, just because it did have like this smoky. I don't want to say aftertaste, but there was like this smoky. Like it was almost like I could, I drink a, get a good drink, and it was almost like I could smell it still. If that makes sense, it was like a campfire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of wrote down. I was just kind of like a, a campfire, and it was very full, like a very full tasting cup and um i did kind of make it i know i made it kind of strong because i used the whole <laughs> oh the whole three ounce bag oh yeah i did the whole thing so I'm, i may have made it a little too strong but the thing was it it wasn't like the kenya coffee that it was an instant caffeine kick it was more of like a normal cup of coffee so um so i dug it the winter warm-up the thing with the winter warm-up uh i dug it and i could definitely get the hit of uh citrus um but i just wanted it to be strong that was my favorite one was that your favorite one out of those yeah but i don't really like super strong coffee right i'm more of a dark coffee person so for me i was like i wanted it to be a little bit stronger um and i can see why they say it's like an all-day coffee because it doesn't have a whole lot of kick to it um but it was just comfy it was a nice comfy cup of coffee like it's something that you because of the name and the mm-hmm. way it kind of tasted, it was maybe something that you would get at a bed and breakfast when you woke up in the morning. Yeah. Oh, have like our winter warm-up. <laughs> I don't mind if I do. <laughs> so, so yeah. what do you what do you rate in this? Uh, I'll give it a B. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Solid B. Yeah. A solid B. Oh. I'll give it a solid B. Oh. Yeah. 
Listen, it tasted, hey. I've tasted oh. way worse. <laughs> I do have a question for you, though. Yeah, yeah. Would you buy it for $18 to $22 a bag? No. Now, if they had a, if they had a, and I think they do, they have the, like the, like you can get like three or four little bags like this. Yeah, but it's 20 bucks. Like you got to buy it. Was it like 20 bucks? Deal. Yeah. Oh. It'd be, well. <laughs> if, if it was, if you could get, if you could get that with the awake and the winter warm up. Really? Would, for 20 I bucks? Would, no, no, no. I'm, 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 hear me out. Okay. I would I'm get it. I would get it as a maybe. I would gift it to somebody else. You would gift that to somebody? I think so. It's it's decent. It's good. Come on, let's be real. I'd rather send someone a bag of open curl coffee for eighteen bucks, give five dollars to the pups, or suicide prevention, and give them a bag of good coffee. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stand. Stand by You're not going to listen to this podcast anyway, so don't worry. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> they thought it was a good concept. They were like, that's a really good concept for your yeah. podcast. I'm like, well, thank you. I'll send you a link. <laughs> oh, maybe they will. <laughs> In that case, whoops. Whoops. <laughs> no, I, like I said, I, the, the, stu- the, the, the stuff they replaced, uh, it grew on me. Uh, like I said, it's not my it's not my favorite, but I hey I drank it and it got me through work and I I ripped up the ripped up the carpet in my living room. My Working class cough <laughs> <laughs> at rich people uh, prices. <laughs> All right, we're, we're out of here. The, the thing is, we're though, out of here. We're hold out on, of here. hold on. We can say we're giving this thing. too much. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> but we can say like we're 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 DIY punk hardcore kids like yeah we're gonna complain we're gonna no but we're also gonna complain about prices oh yes (laughs) yes (laughs) yes so there you go now we're done we're cheap (laughs) take us out of here time for the next level cool jumping into coffee and hardcore album reviews let's do it let's do it so this is coffee and hardcore album review time and we each got one album to review, and we didn't give it to each other no. this time. We're going to tell each other what we think of that record. So We're going to try Mick. to convince each other to listen to the album yes. that we picked. Right. Yes. <laughs> Mick, let's hear what you got to say. All right. So here, here's my pick. All right. And I got to write something down because Wiley will be upset if I don't include this into. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> into the thing i have to have the exact date there it is i got it all right so here's my pick and i've changed it it. i've changed it like five times um not wrong with that okay this album came out september 24th 2021 so it's a recent yeah album uh the name of the album is this place you know by Mm. the band one step closer Mm. Mm. yes yes (laughs) so I picked this album because in the last year or so, I actually think it was last year. uh, I saw some video footage of these guys playing a show in Kentucky. I mean, it was two years ago. Uh, Dug the album that had out then uh, was looking forward to this one coming out and kind of forgot about it and even saw a single or whatever. And then lo and behold, it was actually 
midnight on a Friday and I was up and this album showed up and I was like, what? I forgot. And so I dug into it. I absolutely love it. It's, it's, it's old school with um, the vocals and everything. I mean, it's got the old school sing along and all that stuff, but the vocals kind of bring it into the newer stuff. Um, What's it called again? uh, This, this place, you know, is the album. Uh Um, Yes. What's the band again? Sorry. One step closer. Thank you. Um, Man, the for one, the drums are nonstop. The rhythm section, like the drums with the bass, is just intense. They go well together. the The bass is so amplified and in your face, and the bass lines are just because it gets into those moments where it's like the you know the whole uh, old school youth crew, like the yeah, it's just driving. Um, and the bass is just right there in the pocket with the drums. And I just absolutely love it. Uh, I wish the bass line bass was just a little grittier, but that's all right. That's just my, my taste for a bass tone. Uh, but man, you can't, can't beat the bass line. The guys are dropping. And then on top of that, you have this just an energetic fat guitar tone, awesome rhythm, adding some stuff. And it automatically, as soon as I hear it, when it kicks in and it starts kicking, like the song lead to gray, when it gets going, it automatically takes me back to, to like strong arm and stretch arm strong and shy elude. Nice. And a lot of those old school strife, kind of that kind of stuff, but it's not such a throwback that it makes you go, Oh, this is just a band. That's just, you know, trying to it's got bring its back own everything. flair. Yep. It's got its own flair. And then on top of that, you add, what's happening in, in the lyrical content. Like they're talking about isolation. They're talking about depression. They're talking about, you know, loss and all that. So it really, it's a, it's another album that fits really well with what's going on around us, what's happening. And, uh, man, yeah, it's just, it's just a killer record in my opinion. I think you should check it out. And the song that I want to drop is actually lead to gray. So yeah, it's like, let's do it now. Here it, it comes. Boom.
So if either cool. one of you guys guys hurt hurt. Oh hurt, yeah. I, I was I, gonna say I, I think I've talked I to them not. a bunch. <laughs> so oh they, awesome. Yeah, they they they're super cool dudes. Um and I'm actually going to see them with Comeback Kid. It was Be Well was supposed to play as well. Yeah. Strike anyway, but they both dropped out. But um, but yeah, they're they're good kids. They um they make some of their own merch too. Like they'll yeah. do like like random runs of like very small amounts and they they like sew their own stuff and it's it's kind of cool they're 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 another one of those bands that are like too creative for their own good yeah like like yeah yeah, they're 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 merch and stuff some i'm like really okay yeah yeah and even this even this album cover even though i like it it's just so different like yeah i like it's a hardcore band so yeah yeah yeah, it kind of, it kind of trends with the, the not it's, so it's not like turnstile, but it's got that different um, yes different feel to it. You know, it's like a, entering a different different area of hardcore. So, yep, yeah. almost like that change record too. Like, yeah, yeah. they're yes. all it's it's good, it's good stuff. Cool. So, what do you what do you got for us, Steven? So I I went back and forth, of course, and changed my mind hundred times but i know you uh, asked me and i was like yeah what go ahead <laughs> but I, I i did another another local thing because why not my first time around uh, i went with hard target we'll let uh, everyone know what local means to you where are you massachusetts uh, yeah i am south of boston this band is from uh the woo worcester massachusetts uh they so they represent central mass hardcore um and they do an, an awesome job at it uh, they they just remind me of like an old school Massachusetts hardcore band that I would see back in the day in the VFW. Uh, guys, All right, you're gonna have to know, tell me. Know. You're gonna have to tell me the name again. So I can it's up. hard, hard target. Uh, hard target. It's uh, it's just got a a bunch of grooves, bunch of breakdowns. Well, they only got they only got one record so far. Yep, just one. So they um. They released their first record in 2021. It was um, through, uh, I think it's Glue Man Records. It's a, a small record company in, in Massachusetts. And they released uh, it in May. Yeah. It's good yeah. stuff. It's, uh, it's it, all the guys in it, they are not a straight edge band, but all the guys in it are straight edge. They are um, hardcore veterans. So, you know, they've been around the scene for a long time. Um, I've seen them already raising money for like um, uh, a bunch of different things with their merch and stuff like that. So a uh, bunch of cool dudes, great music. Um, definitely, definitely got to check them out. Um, I love, I love everything on this album. They, they just recently recorded a, uh, a live video for their song Wasteland. That was really cool. Uh, it's good stuff. What song you want to drop from them? So. I'm going to drop a song, but I'm going to give the listeners a couple of seconds to go find some two-stepping shoes because they're, def- they're definitely <laughs> going to need them for this one. Um, he, call, he called you out. You better go find them. Out. If you got them, you got to put them on. So uh, we're going to drop uh, Sanity Check. Drop it, Mick. Sanity Check. Boom. Boom.
saving the best for last, I guess, right? Isn't that, isn't that what they say? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Whatever you say. All right. I'm super stoked about this record. And I kind of, my notes are, <laughs> I'm looking at my notes here. I don't know if you can see this, but they're kind of long for this record. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so maybe I won't go into all of it, but I kind of, uh, I, I'm really digging. Anyways, this album is Unblind. The Unblind EP. I know you know it, Steven. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know it, That's Steven. <laughs> Four tracks hailing from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh-oh. So it's not official, officially, sorry, if I can speak, released yet as we do this review, but comes out tomorrow, right? right? But for the listeners, tomorrow's October 15th. Right. Right? right but right. when you're listening, <laughs> this is going to come out in November, so wah, wah, wah. Uh, <laughs> Unblind will be on all streaming platforms and stores. So pick it up and listen to it because you'll love it. Uh, the vocalist, Mark uh, Allen Bradley, who also fronts the band Disappear, he sent me these four tracks early to check out. Then I instantly fell in love with this track. I will say that I have a soft spot in my heart for vegan straight edge hardcore. So that helped. That already helped, right? Featuring mm-hmm. members of Morning Again, Run Double Run, Golden God disappear. These four songs are super powerful, full of energy, and very well done with a great message. I'm, I'm, I am a fan of Mark's other band, Disappear, who also has a new album coming out at some point. Their guitar player actually reached out to us about doing a, re- a review slash chat on the uh, Coffee and Hardcore Instagram page. Um, but they're not ready to feature it yet because they're they are working through a label. And so they said they're gonna get a hold of us when they're ready to feature that. So this kind of worked out perfect because I really wanted to feature Unblind. Um this band takes it to the next level. Mark takes his vocals up a few notches with this release, in my opinion. The band is slow and low at times, bringing you that heavy, heavy, wonderful hardcore. And I 100 percent recommend this album to everyone listening. They're also releasing on a seven-inch lathe cut record that I proudly ordered from Irish Voodoo Records. Um, I got the clear one, I believe, the crystal clear one. Everything about this EP is great. It's heavy, powerful. The guitars, the bass is mean. Uh, man, the drums pound like wrecking balls, laying rubble for Mark out his message of pain, reflection, and anger to the listeners. Come on, let's drop one of the singles. Let's drop Karma. Because Mark goes on to state about this song, I tried to write a song about animal rights that wasn't saying the same thing all these others have already said. My approach was what effect, my approach was that effect eating animals has on our souls, hence the title Karma. I think it's important, imperative that we take accountability for the seeds we sow, good or bad. Mark Allen Bradley. So let's drop it. Let's drop Karma now. Your pain, your pleasure, hunting for the thrill. No 
questions like who's who is in that band that was in morning again man i don't know this stuff oh no okay because there was a couple guys at least one guy um that was in outcast that was from date that ended up in morning again i didn't that was him Hmm. cool i have to look i don't know who's the guy from zeo that's in redline You know how many times I've been asked that question? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, four times. Four I times held up five four fingers. Times. <laughs> Only four times. <laughs> four times. Who cares? Um, huh? Speaking of, how are the bass tracks going? Slow. Mm. <laughs> but, but, but slow and low? Yes, slow and low. Yes. No, no worries, man. No worries. All right. Well, that was... Uh, that was us. This is the that podcast. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna outro this piece. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh yeah. All right, that was our season two episode eleven show. And uh we're not gonna be back until January. Mm. And um I'll have a new co-host for the January episode. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Coming coming to a close it is season two i can't season believe two. i can't believe it's been two seasons oh <laughs> uh, man well let's thank uh joel of course self for being yeah. on and thank you again uh steven for picking up my slack doing me a solid for a few months i greatly appreciate it no problem guys i'm, I'm so glad you asked me and uh, i'm super excited to, to take over for the next few months while you uh learn how to be a dad yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm also ex- do they make books about that? Can you send me a book on that? Can you write your new your next book about being a dad? <laughs> I'm also excited to be uh re-releasing the new two-minute minor first record, oh, yeah. a goon's best friend, brought to you by Mick and I at Coffee and Hardcore Records. And 
by Stephen at Straight Edge for Christ and by our label Veritas Vinyl and by Oak and Crow Coffee. Man, these are all of our friends put record out. I know. It's like a big family reunion. It's awesome. Yeah. I am thrilled to be a part of this release. Um, it's there's a pre-order coming up for right November fifth. That's right. <laughs> I guess I can't be yelling like that when, when I was born. Nope. <laughs> Got to get it out of my system. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Only a hundred blood orange seven inch records will be available. Nice. Get on it. Yeah. Get on that fast because they'll go quick. <laughs> so. As always, I'm going to do the part that Wiley doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Like us on social media. Check it out. <laughs> Share it with your friends. Listen and play it over friends. and over and over and over and over again. And uh, even turn it on at night when you go to sleep mm-hmm. and just let it play on repeat over and over and over again on Spotify. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Does it do that? Will it repeat a podcast? Yeah, if you sure. Go, yeah. yeah, just hit repeat. Let it go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just, yeah, but, uh, let it go like but, twice because it's three hours long. Yeah, true. By the, <laughs> the sun will be up by the time you get to this. <laughs> um, but hey, listen, seriously, if you if you dig what we're doing, then like it, leave us a good review, spread the word. Uh man, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up for next year, and uh we want you to be a part of it. And how you do that is you like it and you spread the you spread the good news. And um the very first episode. We'll have Stephen with us again, and we'll be doing the podcast. It's going to be good. That's right. That's right. It's going to be. It's going to be sad, but it's going to be awesome to listen to it. Yeah, it will. Oh, it will be sad. No, it'll be awesome though too. Yeah, it will. It'll be a, a mixed bag of emotions. What are your feelings about it all, Stephen? I think I think it's going to be great. You're gonna you're gonna see it from a different side. You're gonna be uh, tuning in as a listener, so it'll yeah. give you a little. Uh, Different Hold that baby. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> then we'll, it will have a special uh, bring you back session. So it'll, it'll be good stuff. For sure. Yeah. yeah did we're Mick, kinda, did we're Mick kinda, tell you what he's trying to plan at all? No, I, have, I haven't said anything. Okay. No, not I don't want to release anything, but we are working on something special for the comeback. Yeah. So. We don't want to jinx it, though, right? No, we also don't want to jinx it. <laughs> we also don't want to jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Mick and I tried to do this one time. And it failed. So yeah. let's try it. And even if it fails, we're just going to keep it. Okay. So all three of us on one, two, three, we're going to try to tell everybody, see you next year. So okay. let's, let's, let's make this epically fail, okay? All right. Here all we right. go. <laughs> one, two, three. See, see you, you next, next year. year. <laughs> 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 uh, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Drop that battle royale out. There's no laws in this place. Anything goes. It's Thunderdome.